Welcome back to another episode of the Cold Constructive Podcast. I am Mr. Watts. I am Dr. Healy. Hey, and today we have two guests on today. All right. We'll go first with Miss. Hi, my name is Corinne Daughtry. All right. And what is your role here at Colgan High School? Um, I have multiple roles here. Yeah, I know. That's right. I was like, let's go ahead and tell your story. Um, So I'm teaching three ESOL math classes this year. I have three leadership classes, and I'm also an SEA sponsor here. Wow. Okay. So the SEA sponsor brings us to? Hi, my name is Jayla Bard. Um, I'm the executive president this year, and this is my fourth year doing SEA at Colgan. Yeah, fourth year. Uh, Jayla, before the podcast and I were talking about remembering the last time she was in this place doing a podcast Mm -hmm. in history class. And uh, small side note, she still has the SD card with the podcast <laughs> on it in her I bag right now. I just pulled it out to show it. So, so, so we're here today talking about um, this upcoming week. We have upcoming homecoming week and upcoming pep rally. So we'll first, let's go to Dr. Healy. Dr. Healy, tell us a little bit about this week and what does it mean for students? Well, you know, it's really, I, I say it's one of those things that's like this really traditional events that happen in American high school. And I think all the students look forward to it. Um, the community looks forward, the teachers look forward to it. And it's really to celebrate, have a bunch of uh, re- renew our school spirit, culminating in the homecoming game and the, the dance on next Saturday or this coming Saturday. So Jayla, from your perspective, how do you feel as a student in the student body? Do you feel it's like it's continuing that tradition? Um, I, I didn't get this first part. Your role in SCA is? Um, I'm the executive president oh, this that's year. Oh, that's you yes. did say that. Yes, I, I I I'll, I'll edit that part out. All right. um, so, so how do you see the homecoming experience from the student perspective? Um, right. I think Dr. Healy encompassed it perfectly, um, just like a buildup of school spirit leading up to the dance, um, because that is a tradition we do every year and means something to us. Yeah. Uh, so, Ms. Daughtry, what's the what's the theme for this year? So this year's Enchanted Forest. Okay. Well, i got to ask, what made you get to that? <laughs> So we voted last spring on the top three choices, and that was the most um, popular pick. And students had lots of ideas about what to do and how to decorate already. So I think it lends to a very fun theme that everyone can enjoy. Okay. And uh, Dr. Haley, this homecoming is tentatively outside? Well, there's a story to that, Mr. Okay, Ross. well, let's go ahead, Dr. Ely, tell us So story. last year, we did homecoming outside for the first time ever, and we really did it because we were coming back from all the COVID precautions, and, you know, there's something of being a little nervous about having it. Although we were allowed to do it, we were just nervous about having a dance inside. And so we had these beautiful tents outside, a nice floor, and it really turned out to be a really nice night. It was a little chilly uh, last year, if I remember, but we had the inside of the building where students could come in, use the restrooms, have snacks, that sort of thing. But it was really, really popular, and it worked out really well. And it actually, I thought, added an air of, like, I don't know, specialness or formality to it. Yeah. So going into this year, we're like, let's just do that again. That was awesome. Um, of course, it's earlier this year, so at one point the weather looked really good. Right. Now the weather's looking a little sketchy for next Saturday, so we do have a backup plan, you know, if if the weather is is bad to uh, to have the dance inside. But we're hoping the weather forecast will change because we think it really adds something to the to the dance to have it outside. So uh, homecoming is. I mean, that's, that's an event on Saturday and then the homecoming game, as you mentioned before, and pep rally that day. But uh, the, the whole SCA team has really been focused this year on creating this sense of belonging for the students. What, 
it, it's more than just this one event I, I've really noticed. It seems to be different spirit days on different Fridays and, and just different spirit days all around. So could you guys tell us a little bit more about what made uh, the two of you and the entire SCA team t um, want to try to change that perspective this year? Do you want to go first, Ayla? Um, Sure, yeah. So I know coming back from COVID, a lot of the um, concerns were that the freshman and sophomore haven't been in school in high school yet, so they wouldn't know how to act. They wouldn't have like the confidence at Colgan. Um, so we made sure to really promote our SCA meetings. And honestly, our meetings so far, our board meetings have been like 90% freshmen and sophomore who are just eager to like speak about Colgan and like have some involvement. So I think it's really cool. Yeah. And so how did, have you taken that, that, that feedback that you've gotten to kind of drive all of the spirit days that have been this upcoming year? Yeah. Right. We're trying to make everything super inclusive. Um, so letting people know everyone's welcome, like posting it on everything so that um, all grade levels are seeing it. And then the underclassmen are just taking advantage of that and they're really stepping up. So. Uh, Ms. Satcher, have you noticed a difference just in the, the overall uh, culture and climate of the school of like how people feel? Yes, I, I totally agree. We have a huge number of freshmen this year coming, coming in. They're excited. I know people feel like they're making up for lost time here um, and want to make the most of every moment. Academics come first always, but that other piece of coming to school, having that community feeling, what can we do to be a part with each other is a huge piece as well. So I think people are looking for that. How can we make it fun? How can everyone be involved here? Um, what are some things that all students can do to participate here? So. You know, I was I was thinking with this particular senior class, uh, with Jayla's class, the um, they've really not had a really kind of normal high school experience, right? Because their freshman year was the year we ended the year early with COVID. Then, of course, sophomore year was almost all virtual. And then last year, while we were back, it still just didn't feel like back to normal. You know, we were wearing masks at the beginning of the year. It was a real adjustment for everybody to be back in person. And so this year has been that year for seniors, and I've really noticed that with the leadership, Jayla included, the senior class officers, the SCA officers, a real passion and enthusiasm to do all the things that they just talked about. And what I love hearing is the example we're setting for the underclassmen, right? Kind of putting those traditions in place so they'll live on, and that's really a great legacy for the senior class, I think. We've uh, had such strong powerhouses now for our leader leaders in SCA, so that's really awesome to watch yeah. them create that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Jayla, what's, um, what's this experience given you as a student leader? Like, what's it making you feel more confident in, in future Jayla? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I am going into business. I don't know if you guys know, but I'm really interested in, like, that leadership aspect. <laughs> <laughs> and so does all of our listeners. So, yeah. <laughs> Great plug. Yeah. <laughs> So um, this is definitely like helping with my leadership. I want to like optimize the amount of experience I have for sure. Um, so this has given me a good chance to like connect with the community, like understand what it's like like when you have influence, like how heavy um, that role is and everything. So yeah. Right. So you, you had mentioned you've, right. you've been doing a really conscious effort to try to communicate it across all platforms and all mediums, so that all students, you know, nine, ten, eleven, and twelve, can feel like they they're they're receiving the information, so they feel included as part of the like decision process and building it together. How are you managing all of that with also your student load and everything? Like, how are you managing the okay? I got to make sure that that these people feel included and these people feel included. Are, are you delegating or are you just taking it all on as superhero? Um, yeah. So I. 
first of all, talk to my officers. Okay. They are a very good support group. You know, we're all like, we get along very well, the exec officers. Um, so I can always go to them for like a trustworthy opinion on like decisions before we make any. Um, and then of course we, uh, we don't try to do everything on social media, but occasionally we'll like take it to the polls because our Instagram page has grown 300 followers in the past yeah. like month. So that's a really good sign yeah. um, that we're yeah. doing something. But, um, and then I also hear feedback like in classes, like a lot of people just know, um, have an idea of what SDA does. So I'll get a lot of people come up to me and like either have, you know, positive things to say, sometimes negative, but I work through it with, like I said, my officers, my sponsors. So. I think that's one of the really hard lessons of leadership, <laughs> right? I mean, is that, um, and I certainly experienced it in my role as, as well, is you, as a leader, you're, you want to make everybody happy and everybody have a good experience, but it's almost an impossible task, right, when you're dealing with such large numbers and to have to accept that some people are going to be critical, right? And, and I've heard this from multiple SCA officers this year, like, hey, come to the meetings, have your voice be heard. But oftentimes what you'll find out is the people that are critical are the ones that won't show up to the meetings, right? It's just easier to stay away and be critical of decisions right. and not be part of the process. So th that, while not pleasant, uh, is a really, really important leadership lesson to learn. So it, I, it was interesting to hear you reflect upon that as well, JLo. Uh, so Ms. Teltzer, how are you uh, juggling, uh, you mentioned all the hats you wear, uh, how does the, the leadership classes you're teaching kind of almost um, provide students that, that almost like a, a space to learn and then they can apply it later as their roles? Right, so in leadership class, especially this year, um, teaching almost like an eight keys of um, life backbone here. So things like integrity, commitment, balance, failure leads to success. So we have some main points here that we go over and practice um, in activities when we're working with others. Um, it's a type of rubric almost of um, what choices are we making? And we have lots of reflecting time. So that way we can practice once we see um, other students in the building or helping with main events. Um, and how are we choosing, I always like to call it respondability <laughs> instead of okay. um, oh. responsibility. So um, even if something doesn't go as planned, right, how do we respond to that? Um, so a lot of times in leadership, we um, get a lot of content, but then lots of time outside of the classroom as well to practice those skills. And hopefully, um, I always like to tell them it's academic skills, but lifelong skills, interpersonal skills, family skills, friends, um, and any type of communication really for present and future. Oh, that's yeah, powerful. Go. Uh, I was just gonna say I I, uh, I probably should have brought this up earlier when Mr. Waz was talking about all the kind of uh, great things SCA has been doing, but the energy rallies of that those have transitioned from leadership to SCA, or or is those lines blurred? Is like it's all the kid, <laughs> all the students helping with that? How, to talk about those energy rally, or maybe first tell the audience what an energy rally is. Either one of you, and then kind of who own like who is taking the lead in those. Um, all right, so energy rallies are basically um, supposed to hype up the students for the following Friday game. So we'll have like music and games and prizes to give out. Um, we encourage everyone to get up and dance and just feel included. We have photo booths, just any little props um, to get everyone hyped for the game. And then we have like announcements made um, of what's to come that night. And so those happen at all the lunch shifts, right? Yes. And I know I've seen uh, cornhole boards out, <laughs> the Big Connect Four board out, and I, uh, whenever that happens, I remember the first time we did it several years ago and um, uh, being uneasy mm -hmm. 
right? Like, you know, what's going to happen bit like here? A tailgate well, just that, or more that. Um, it was just everybody was everywhere, and there's loud music playing, and students are yeah. dancing, and you're like, okay, this is the middle of the school day. Are they going to go back to class? Like, are, <laughs> and sure enough, when the bell rings and the period, the, the lunch period's over, people just get their stuff and go to class, and it's really, really been an excellent tradition here at school. I, I would say that I think that's very rare to see. Um, and it is a little heartwarming to, uh, cause the music we're playing is student, uh, obviously school friendly music, but students, uh, enjoy it. And a lot of times it's those kind of traditional line dances you see at like a wedding reception or something. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it's amazing. Like every single student knows how to do all those dances. So. Um, I will say one thing um, that I know of that my friends who had just transferred to Colgan say that like one of their favorite things was um, the music playing in the hallways mm. between class transitions. And that's such a minor switch that any school could do, mm. but it's just at Colgan. Yeah. So the energy rally just takes it to the next level. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So uh, with, with energy rallies, how, how are you, Ms. Tatry, um, thinking? I mean, I know it's big, right? It's fall season. It's football season. It's homecoming. There's so many big events. How are you guys planning to continue this this belonging and this inclusiveness that you guys have really built up in this part going on through the rest of the school year? So we'd love to support um, other clubs as well. I know we're in talk with um, the LSU mm. um, yeah. to work with Hispanic Heritage Month to do something with that. So um, reaching out to other clubs, um, what's big happening in that month, just not sports. Um, but we will include other sports as well. But what other big um, things are happening in the year that we can help out or promote? Yeah, uh, Jayla, you've been, you said, four years through this, right? Yes. So if you could go back and whoever was a 12th grader at the time, you were a ninth grader, what do you wish they could go back and tell you or equip you to give you the experience that would make you feel even better today? Um, I would have them tell me to just go for it. Um, mm. I had a lot of hesitation, um, doing things in running for leadership positions, ninth grade, uh, because my first year of SCA was eighth grade, but a lot of my friends came from Benton. Benton had a really good SCA, like, um, and they already had officer positions. So I was pretty hesitant on that. And then in freshman year, um, I actually had a boy beat me for my officer position. So that was humbling. Then sophomore year and all of that went on, um, obviously was more successful yeah. and my confidence rose with that. So I would just say to be brave. So how are you, how are you building confidence in, in the current ninth and 10th graders that you have with SCA that are coming? You said that most of the board meetings are really driven by the input of the ninth and 10th graders. How are you building that confidence for them? Um, right. We try to include them in everything. So when we have, um, we break out into committees, we have a hype committee, a spirit committee and, or sorry, hype committee, um, service, service committee and decorations. And that's for, um, homecoming and all of that. So I'd like to put them in like leadership positions. Actually the banners that we've made for homecoming, um, were mostly done by the underclassmen. Like they were just so eager to be creative and a lot of them were like CFPA students like art students and they really just let that shine so it's pretty easy um they're already pretty confident in themselves they're all friends with each other so we have yeah. a lot of students running <clears throat> excuse me or interested in running for a freshman officer position so yeah. I don't think we'll have an issue this year with finding students we have an abundance of students asking how can I run um what are you know what's the qualities of a leader for that so I know that they're really excited as well. The sophomores are already on fire planning events for the year, so they're excited. And I know in leadership class for 
I have some students also in SEA. We talk about um, our this is it moment, kind of like Jayla said, just go for it. We're coming out of our comfort zone and outside of our comfort zone, I call that our learning zone. So what are mm. things inside our comfort zone? Are we too comfortable? How are we um, challenging ourselves to go to that learning zone where, um, you know, it's not a dangerous situation, but how are we challenging ourselves to get to that point? Uh, Dr. Healy, the previous episode, we talked about kind of the guardrails that an administration sets up for students. Um, and I know in previous podcasts, we've talked about how those guardrails really empower students. What What are you seeing from the building leader perspective of just the empowerment that I'm just seeing between both staff and students here today? Yeah, I think we've talked about it before, you and I, Mr. Watson, in, in our podcast, that uh, we try to create an environment that allows people to have this creative, unique thinking and that we say yes to, right? We, our default is, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. That's a new idea. I love it. Let's do that. And I look at my role more as just making sure, uh, what was the terminology I used? Guardrails? Yeah, guardrails. Yeah, I yeah. like that. I'm, that was really smart of me to say that. Um, <laughs> but really just kind of the, the, okay, stay between these lines and do whatever you want in between those lines. And, and I think when we give students that type of ownership and um, empower staff members to kind of uh, be creative with their students or lead their students in, in that direction, all the wonderful things Ms. Daughtry just talked through, Mrs. Daughtry just talked through, that's like uh, perfect, right? That's exactly what we're looking for. And so all the creative things and great things we're talking about doing or have done I think come because we we give our students that type of freedom and ownership. And and I can see it. Like I can see it just in how Ms. Daughtry is describing and how Jayla's describing. It's almost as if they're creating guardrails and their leadership positions where like you're creating guardrails for, for ninth and tenth graders to yes. be creative and, and just stay between these lines. But w whatever you feel inspired, go. Like we support you and you're doing the same thing, Ms. Daughtry, just and how you're empowering so many student leaders to take over. Thank you. I, yeah, I think that, you know, it's what I like is when the underclass, uh, underclassmen, when the upperclassmen, people like Jayla, seniors and leaders, um, kind of show the underclassmen like this is this is our culture at Colgan, right? Like um, uh, the teachers respect us here. The administration lets us do these great fun things. Um and because uh, freshmen come and they have no idea what to expect or they've heard it from older brothers and sisters or friends that go to other schools. And so they're really looking like, oh, oh, people do participate in spirit days here. Oh, people dance at lunch here. You know, what I mean, so it's like they find all these things out and and then it just kind of uh, keeps going perpetual in perpetuate perpetuate. Why can't Joyce. I? <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, it keeps going because they realize there's been an example set for them by the upperclassmen, like this is all right to do. It's all right to have this type of fun and excitement at the school. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. So let's give uh, all the details. Tell yes. us Tell <laughs> us about homecoming. Tell us about Spirit Week. Tell us about all the things. Go. All right. I'll do Spirit Week and then I'll let Ms. Daughtry do homecoming. Um so this year, uh, Spirit Week was voted at a SCA board meeting. So we post um, polls on Instagram asking for suggestions, and then we accumulate all of those, put them on a list, and then at the meetings, um, we encourage everyone to come. You don't have to be a part of SCA to go to the voting meetings. Um, so we narrowed it down to the top three, since there's no school on Monday. 
So uh, Tuesday will be anything but a backpack. That one is a that's, traditional one, that's but always funny. You can't go wrong with that. <laughs> no, um, yeah. Wednesday is on Wednesdays. We wear pink. Do you know where yeah. that reference is from? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's a Mean Girls reference. Oh <laughs> yes. Okay, you're right. I got so, it. So Wednesdays we wear pink, and then for putting me on the spot. Right. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to find a pink shirt. Okay. Yeah. And then. Um, Thursday is dressed like your mascot, so we're going all out. It's shark okay. shark day, shark out. And then class colors, like always, um, Friday. So seniors, black, juniors, blue, sophomores, gray, and freshmen are white. Awesome. And yeah. just to touch on spirit day a little bit, I know Dr. Healy said it's such an Americanized tradition here, um, but especially working with English learners, it's so fun to show them past pictures of what it looks like and um, how things are run here. So that's been really fun this week to kind of show them what, what to do next week and how to dress or um, what you could wear. So that's been really fun for us too from the ESOL team. Can, before we go to the yeah. dance and- uh, I mean, I, I could have a whole episode just on what you <laughs> said right there. Um, just talk through anything but a backpack. Now I know that's a traditional one, but maybe a ninth grader who doesn't know what to do, or maybe a parent is listening who wants to support their ninth grader. Like what, what is, describe what that may look like, anything but a backpack. backpack. Um, right. So I think it's just bringing your school supplies to school in the most like impractical, funny form. So I know a lot of people like, um, not that I'm supporting this, but like took <laughs> shopping carts, <laughs> pushed yeah, them around the school. Um, so we have an elevator for that. <laughs> and, then, and then other people, I brought a rice cooker last year. I put my binders in there. Um, a lot of people did, um, I saw suitcases. Like, yeah, suitcases, briefcases, anything like, like of that wagon. sort. I think I saw a wagon. Some pillowcases if, you know, Ross right. fails yeah. at home. Yeah. I think, okay. I right. think my daughters used a cat carrier. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Okay, got right. it. Uh, right. Tell us about homecoming. So homecoming this year is, um, as Dr. Healy mentioned, tentatively outside for now. Um, and that will be Saturday from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Um, all Colgan students are welcome to attend. Again, the theme is Enchanted Forest. Um, so we're really excited to start setting the decorations up. Leadership classes will be helping next week to put some decorations together, some table centerpieces, um, all that fun stuff for decorations. And then um, Saturday morning, some students will be coming into school to help set up if they choose to do so. We always appreciate their help. Um, with balloons and just getting, you know, the tablecloths on the table, all those things. Um, we have our DJ set. We're super excited. Um, something exciting about the DJ is he is sending a QR code, which will be released today. And students can um, sign or um, request songs now. That's so that way he can pre um, go, like, you know, pre-select the yeah. songs through the song choices. So that's really exciting for this year. We'll have a whole week in advance for students to get their song choice in. Um, Jayla, talk a little bit about, I'm going to put you on the spot now, um, and I know we're getting ready to be up to, up with time, but I'm going to do this quickly. You're good. Uh, so, something that's definitely a generational change from maybe when I went to high school, and I'm just saying this out there maybe for parents, and, you know, it was really, when you went to a homecoming dance, you really went with a date, right? <laughs> but I feel like that's way different now. Not that people don't come with dates, but there's also just friends come, right? I mean, mm -hmm. so there's no pressure. You don't have to have a date if it's just you and some other friends you come, right? That's totally normal. 
Yeah, of course. Um, I'm just going with my friends this year. Yeah. Like we always have like a big friend group thing. Um, that doesn't take away from the experience at all. Um, we still go out to dinner. Um, some of my friends still ask each other like as a as a joke, just like a platonic thing. We'll be right. like, hey, right, right, right. Me, just to make it cute. Um, but yeah, there's nothing wrong with going without a date. Obviously, like the proposal part of it can be fun. Um, but it's so early in the year, you don't know everyone you're going to know for the rest of the year, so it's no rush. Um, and then there's always prom for the upper class. Yeah, and, I, and I'm thinking specifically of ninth graders who, again, it's early in the year, you know, oh my gosh, I have to have a date, or it'll be embarrassing if I go don't go with... And, and, and I'm not saying people don't go as couples, right? Because that's definitely a thing. But there's just as many people that are just like, hey, we're all a group of friends, let's just go together. Yeah, that's what I was trying to get across. Right. Well, thank you for this conversation today. Uh, just exciting to hear not just the details about homecoming and spirit week, but also the just the sense of belonging that, that everyone is creating here inside of Colgan from from everyday energy rallies to to big events like homecoming. And just don't forget, there's a whole football home homecoming football game too. <laughs> it is a homecoming us. football <laughs> game. Yeah, so just quickly mention that, yeah. right? So next Friday we play Garfield. They are a tough opponent to play for homecoming, but it just worked out. Uh, we didn't pick them for that reason <laughs> because they are a tough opponent. But um, so game time is as normal, seven o'clock. We expect really, really big crowds. And of course at halftime, we'll do the special presentation of the homecoming court and the crowning of the homecoming king and queen at the halftime celebration. So I just wanted to make sure we put that out there as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so you can subscribe wherever you're listening to this podcast. Follow us on all the social medias at Colgan HS. And thanks for listening. Thank you.